I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead and joining me as always my co-host contributor at Mavs.com. Calm. The playoff bounced, boy. The one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All good things must come to an things. end at some point. And here we are. But, I mean, honestly, this is probably the most encouraging, I mean, I've ever been coming out of a playoff loss um, or a playoff elimination, I guess. Uh, you know, even grand scheme of things, this was a successful season. And here in Rick Carlisle and... Luka Doncic and them talk about afterwards you know, that they went into the season with the goal of making the playoffs. And we've talked about it a thousand times on this pause. Like, hey, you just make the playoffs. That's a success. And the Mavs did that. And even if they got swept, it would have still been a success in my eyes. And they definitely didn't get swept. And here we are. This is a this is a cool moment. I mean, I know they've got put out. Obviously, we, we're going to talk all about it. But as a Mavs fan, you're encouraged today. Absolutely. Today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get ten dollars off your next order. Obviously, on today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down basically just the the Mavericks. You know, Game Six uh, lost ninety seven to one eleven to the Clippers. We'll break down the entire series really and just a po- post mortem of the Mavericks season a little bit. So we want to go through all that. We want to talk about all that. But to your point on being encouraged, there's an episode of The Office where Dwight and Jim are head of the party planning committee now, and they they come up. It's Christmas time. You know, the office is kind of decorated here and there. It's Christmas time. Everybody's got coats on, you can tell. And they bring up something under a sheet into the into the room. And they announce, all right, we're gonna do, we're gonna unveil the tree. And they go back and forth. And finally, Dwight pulls the sheet off and he goes, he's like, da-da-da-da. And he like pulls the sheet off, and there's nothing on it. And it's just a tree. And Everyone goes, you didn't even decorate it. Are there even lights on it? And they're like, no, guys, we're going to decorate it together. This is the whole point. And then Pam looks over at Jim and she goes, is is it fake? Like, is it a fake tree? And they're all questioning this tree. I feel like the Mavericks are the tree. And you and I are the guys pulling the sheet off the Mavericks like, look, this Mavericks team, this is exactly what we expected this season to be. You know, we expected this to be Luca and KP working well together. We expected, you know, this to be a season of them figuring it out together, getting to, you know, this spot where we're potentially a playoff team going forward. And then everyone else was like, yeah, but we already knew that it was going to be a tree. We already knew that it was going to be, you know, the Mavs were going to be a playoff team. We already knew this. So we wanted more. We wanted already put together. This team is not already put together. This is this Mavericks team is an undecorated tree. Now it's a really good ass tree. It's not like <laughs> it's not like just this. It's not a Charlie Brown tree, right? Like this is a tree like no. 50 foot tall pine tree right like this is a really good looking tree this is just like uh you know uh times like square a sequoia. Like, this a sequoia is a huge tree, tree. this tree has so much potential and the mavericks have you know they destroyed all of our expectations but they've been but our expectations have changed so much throughout the year that it's kind of easy to lose sight on what this was actually supposed to be so when they unveil the tree it's like oh you're disappointed because you expected something else even though we told you this is exactly what it's going to be so Mavericks lose to the Clippers. They lose in six games. I called it five games before. I think you said six games, maybe seven before the series. 
Yeah, it was, you know, honestly, it was a weird spot with this series because if they played anybody else, besides, the Clippers would have been my pick to, we said to this win the whole year, to the win whole. the title the whole year, and then here the Mavs go against them. And honestly, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest where I stood on it. Going into the series, I'm like, dang, I love KP and Luka, but I think the Clippers are the best overall team in the league. And six, seven games. I was like, I think, I think, kind of, I kind of viewed it like Portland with with the Lakers. That I think it'll be a, a fun series, good series. I said along, I think Portland win two games. Obviously, Lillard got hurt and all this stuff. Yeah, they had, they had less too. luck than the Mavericks did. Yeah, and it's like, but honestly, I never thought that I would have a a point in the series going into the series that I would say, "Dang, the Mavericks could win this." <laughs> and when they won Game Two after. Luca had foul trouble. KP, you know, was in there, and they pulled it off and, convincingly. Yeah, convincingly. You know, they had the KP ejection in game one, and it was a tied game. And then, yeah, even going to the, the shot. I mean, that's a memory that we will never forget as Mavs fan. That I mean, this <laughs> playoff bubble experience will be like everything will be about the shot. Luca shot against the Clippers, especially if you keep listening to this podcast, because as you heard in the new intro, it's there that's forever. True. Bang, bang. Um, but I I thought that in this series, and I think that that shows so much about this team that there were two times, you know, after the game two and then after Luca hit, but even I would say just after game two, because even after Luca hit the shot, I was excited that the series there, but once KP that we found out that his knee was sore, it was major red flag from the moment that that came out. And I was very unsure, just talking to some people or whatever, that he was going to play again. And I was just like, dang. Um, I didn't know their chances at that point. But just the fact that there was a moment after game two, series was tied, that they they have a shot. They could they could win this. Show so much about this team. And it was a fun series. I think you can learn so much from the series. If you're going to pick a team to lose against and in a certain fashion, a certain, you know, like, players and defense everything this is the team you want to lose against even the way like i'll even go as far as like the marcus morris stuff and everything that's gonna make you even better going forward that that's your mindset of what the playoffs is that you got to take it up to a whole different level man also we'll get into the marcus morris stuff he gets ejected from game six but the fact that they felt like they had to do that and the fact that, you know, the way that they were acting, especially in game five, the Clippers bench and all that, the way that they were, you know, treating this Mavericks team was almost a sign of respect, right? The fact that, like, oh, yeah. we're beating this team and we're showing them up and all this stuff. And I th- I almost felt like it was a sign of respect that, oh, they have to get into Luka's head or else he's going to kill him, which he did anyway. And he went off and had this incredible, incredible season, incredible series against the Clippers. Uh, so much to get into. I mean, we have the whole roster to get into. There's, you know, the Mavericks were... Uh, Isaac, did you know that all five of the probable starters for game six were all in the injury report? Porzingis was out. Luca was questionable. Tim Hardaway was questionable. Uh, Dorian was questionable. And Burke was questionable. Maxi is wow. the only like kind of starter and, and Seth Curry that weren't questionable for this game. <laughs> they were starters. Uh, man, just an incredible, incredible performance from this team. It Even- felt like the Mavs were kind of limping to the finish line. I mean, literally. I mean, literally, I know the, you know, the extra days there, you know, helped Luca as far as like getting the ankle back to somewhat towards 100%. You know, obviously it wasn't, but losing KP in addition to all the other guys that you've already lost, 
then how many you know people you just listed question it literally felt like the Mavericks are just trying to get to the finish line and the fact that he, they still made this a series was still like crazy it was wild all right coming up more into the Mavericks more into this game six we'll talk about how it broke down for them we'll talk about all that coming up but before we do Isaac Harris all these injuries all these Mavericks limping into the finish line fi- finishing the season not knowing where their energy is going to come from I think these Mavericks could have used some built bars. I think they could have mm. used some of the most delicious protein bars that I've ever had in my entire life. And now they're even more new and improved. We have listeners that have told us they're different shape. They taste a little bit better. They're a little less chewy. So if you didn't like the chewiness before, you get a little bit less of that, which is I think is a good thing. They're more improved. They're even more delicious, sir, which is what Built Bar told us to say. They're great for health conscious people that you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They have incredible flavors. Our, some of our favorite are the uh, peanut butter brownie of the double the double chocolate i love the banana one uh the orange one i think are pretty good it's like a little like you know Ew. chocolate and orange i like that one isaac's not really a fan of that banana bread i thought was also a good one mint brownie just some incredible flavors as well as all the new ones and right now uh using the promo code locked on you can get ten dollars off your next order just go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com all right, Isaac, let's get into let's just get into this game. There's there's really not much to break down. It just kind of I mean, it just kind of all fell away for the Mavericks, it felt like. Um, you can see if you just look at the um if you just look at like the flow chart or the lead tracker, basically like the Clippers kind of held a, a decent lead through all the first quarter. The Mavericks kind of made a comeback at the end of the first, took the lead at the beginning of the second quarter. Second quarter kind of you know went towards the Clippers way, and then third quarter Mavs just I mean, absolutely devastating. Like just until the end, though. I mean, I felt like Luca kind of put the team on his back at the end of the third there and said, "Hey, I'm gonna, you know, at least cut this thing down to 11." And oh, I thought that run by Luca was crazy. Oh, absolutely. I'm talking about yeah, the beginning of the third quarter. You just oh, you yeah, go yeah. through it, and it was just. I mean, it was just absolutely brutal. Um, the the Clippers went on a 17 to three start. To start the third quarter, I mean that's you lose the game right there. I mean you you yeah. just you can't allow that kind of a run to happen. It at least has to be seventeen, like ten, you know, or something like that, where it's something a little bit more manageable. Because the Mavericks did have a run in them. They went back and they went on like an eleven four run to end the third quarter, like you said, an eight zero run to start and the the fourth quarter. And so that's that's a nineteen to four run. You know, from the end of the third quarter to the beginning of the fourth quarter, and it still wasn't even enough. They still didn't even take the lead after a 19 to four run. I mean, you you just can't do that. And so that's kind of where it broke down for the Mavericks. Player wise, uh, Luca was again just absolutely incredible. 38 points from him. He had nine boards, nine assists, only five turnovers, which we'll take. Uh, he hit four of his nine threes, only four of his eight free throws. Uh, two of those free throws were just one of the weirdest plays after Marcus Morris got ejected at a flagrant. Luca shot two free throws. It was so complicated, but he made two and then missed two right after that. Uh, but Luca was incredible in this game. Dorian, I thought, had an awesome game. He was, uh, scored 16 points, two of five from three at six rebounds, four assists. He was dishing all over the place. I thought that he was pretty good in this game. Maxi, I thought, also had a decent game. He hit two threes. He had nine points, six boards. He had uh, two blocks, one of them on Montrezl Harrell that just absolutely put him in his oh, place. Like it, if Montrezl Harrell had been, you know, running his mouth, which I didn't hear, I didn't see him too much, but that that block would have just <laughs> sent him all the way back. Um, other Mavericks that had decent games, I don't think there were any. Boban had eight Bo- points. Boban, I was gonna it, say, Boban. I mean, Bo- Boban was a plus sixteen in this game, and. 
I thought even in the fourth, I mean, towards the end of the third, I don't know if he's finished the third, but in the fourth, I thought him and Luca had a, had a nice run there. And yeah, I mean, by far the best plus minus for the Mavericks in this game is Boban. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, he had eight points, six boards, and a block as well. He was the only 4-7 from the field, though, which is kind of weird for Boban. But yeah, he had a really good run with Luca. It seems like the Mavericks, they could they were guaranteed a couple things in any game in the bubble. There's always going to be a Luca Boban run at some point, right? You just put him yeah. in and it's just like instant offense where they just confound the other team where you just don't have any answers <laughs> for a guy's biggest Boban. Now, they get destroyed on the other the Mavericks get destroyed on the other end. You know, there's questions, Boban's conditioning, all that kind of stuff. There's just, you know, that's not sustainable, but there's always one run that they can throw. And that's exactly what Boban's there for. He's a different change of pace. And I think that was really effective. It would have been awesome if they had Dwight Powell to be another change of pace to add more speed, right? I think we'll talk about that when we do the roster breakdown this week. But I think that would have changed things a lot as well. Um, Man, I would like to send Dwight Powell in this series. Me too. I really like that, yeah. I, me too. For all the flack that we give Dwight Powell, I think that they would have needed him as an option, not just you know as a you know thirty-five minute a game starter. I don't think that would have been his role in this series, but no. I think you know maybe something similar to what Boban did: fifteen minutes here, twenty minutes there, where he's just coming in and super energy. They could have used that. They could have used another sweaty. I was I was talking about um, these players in. You know, the third quarter, the Mavericks put out a lineup of, I think it was Luca, Boban, or Luca and Maxi, and then Dorian, Trey Burke, and um, oh, and yeah, you know, it was Max, it was it was Luca, Boban, and then Maxi, Trey Burke, and Dorian, and those are the only like effort guys. Where are Maxi, Dorian, and Trey Burke, right? The guys that are really going to go all out. They're going to play defense. They're going to try hard, and they, you know varying of degrees of effectiveness but they're the ones that are going to go out there and i feel like dwight and i think also jalen brunson would have been nice to have extra effort guys like that in a playoff rotation how do you feel if you're delon right now right now when they signed trey burke right before the bubble and uh he plays 35 minutes and you play zero and you're completely replaced by trey burke but you mentioned effort i mean i think trey burke's effort <laughs> defensively and everything he is, yeah, we'll talk more about it as far as roster breakdown going into next season, um, sometime in the next few days. Yeah. But the the Trey Burke question mark is is a real one. And, um, yeah, I just want I want to know what him and Jalen Brunson look like coming off the bench. But you, <laughs> you know, as Carlisle's looking at his chops, right? He's like, oh, I can play them together. I know exactly where to put guard. them. Trey Burke is the creator and, and Jalen Brunson is the distributor, right? Like. Yep. Oh he's man, like, he's, this is my new JJ and Devin Harris right here. <laughs> honest, I mean, honestly, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but okay, so we're talking about quarter stuff. You just want to go ahead and talk about Marcus Morris first quarter. Marcus, I mean, what else do we say about Marcus? What was Morris your reaction? That wasn't already. What happened? Initially, initially, I didn't think it was as bad, but then once you see the replay over and over again, you're like, oh dang, he really like cocked his arm back so luca's going he for said a, something to him too luca's going for a drive so like but in real time it just it's it was so fast it was such a bang bang play oh, i thought it looked worse in real time as soon as it happened i was hot i was like <laughs> get him out of here what are we doing like this is just stupid but it, it was obviously it was premeditated he pulls his arm back and he, he throws his arm right across luca's face and doc rivers is like oh he shouldn't have been ejected he was going for the ball oh come i on. don't know man there's, the arm the arm can bend in different ways to try and hit the ball besides just like straight arming Luca's head. I think there's different yeah. ways you can do that. So, uh, yeah, he got ejected after that. Luca shot four free throws. Just like, 
at what point do you shoot four free throws after uh you know an incident right uh he basically shot two for the shot and then two for the flagrant two i think is what it kind of came down to but then there was also like if he missed the first couple he wouldn't take any more it's so uh, weird the way they try to explain it this was a scott this was a scott foster refereed game which i think mm. in the first half actually went in the map's favor a couple times there's a couple weird things I think went in the Mavs' favor. This, you know, ejection being one of them for sure. And then, you know, Kawhi had like this weird travel that Doc Rivers was like exploding about on the sideline. When he's on the, uh, like, Kawhi was on the near sideline to the camera and against Maxi, and he just like dropped the ball and they called it a travel. The whole Clippers team exploded. Um, but but then, Doc- after, and then everything Kawhi Leonard did, though, was, I mean, up. Uh, not a foul. <laughs> every time, every time he pushed yeah. with his arm, there's stuff like that. But anyway, that was that was the referee stuff. But yeah, Marcus Morris flagrant happened with one minute seven seconds left in the first quarter. He gets ejected. Uh, Luca hits a three after that, and they go up thirty-two to twenty-nine. So they had gotten some momentum. It really felt like the Mavericks had taken had taken you know, hold of that game at the end. And you, I felt pretty good after the first quarter. I got. Sh- I got. Wait. I wait. We. I can't gloss over this. I got to share some more thoughts okay. about this. Mark, right. some more I didn't know thing. he had more thoughts. He's just I, a I dirty do. player. Like that's just what it is. We all know what it is. No. 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 There is a difference between being a dirty player and not admitting that you're a dirty player. I hate when players. You want to be this way. That's one thing. You want to try to be a Charles Oakley or or a Meta World Peace. That's one thing. But admit that you're that player. Like fully lean into it. I don't want the dumb Twitter excuses afterwards saying that hey nobody respects the game like me. I'm not going to do this or have my freaking coach sit there and say, oh, yeah, he just got ejected because he's Marcus. Well, maybe because that means something. He's Marcus Morris because he's he's a fraud out there. Like you're going to like do that on a basketball court. You did it you know, a few games ago, and then you're going to get on Twitter and try to make this whole thing like you're some hugely respected guy around the league and you would never do something like that. But then you come out and you do this. I mean, he clearly hits Luke in the back of the head. Then he says something to Luke while he's on the ground. I'm like – just like I don't, I don't have an issue like that's the thing we've talked about this a, a thousand times of how the Mavericks need one of these guys on their team we love the idea of Pat Beverly being on this team Doris Burke said the other day Luca needs his Charles Oakley like Michael Jordan did early in his career we love that idea of having that enforcer that we've talked about on this team they need that but they have like embrace that role I want I, I will I love the idea of having Marcus Morris on the team but it, like you have to like lean into it. Don't try to play the fake tough guy card of like doing the crap, but then you're gonna try to make excuses for it afterwards. I'm not here for that. That's the stuff that makes me mad. Like I don't mind. It's not the fact that he borderlines like dirty plays. I I, I don't even like issue. I don't have issues with stuff like that. It's when you try to like make up for it that you're some like great. You don't do plays like that. Bull crap. You created an alternate here. universe, right? Like, in what universe was that not in- intentional? That Marcus no, Morris like no, hit Luca no in the universe. Head? <laughs> like the Bad Boys Pistons, they embraced it. Okay, <laughs> Bill Lambier's not going to write a letter or whatever they can back then because they didn't have Twitter and say, "Hey, I'm a, he's a, he's not going to send a fax to the Bulls and say, you know what? I would never try to hurt Michael Jordan." Bullcrap. He's sitting there saying, no, I want to put him on the ground every single time he comes in the lane. Yeah. He leaned into it. Everybody knew who Bill Lambier was. But when you're fake like Marcus Morris and you're going to do that and then try to issue this like, hey, not me, put my hand in bullcrap. Get out of here. Whew. Yep. Get him Stupid. out of here. Get Marcus Morris out. hope he gets suspended. For, for I hope they just say suspended. Until he plays the Lakers. Go Clips. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> suspended for aggr for aggr for uh you know all all plays included right <laughs> like for, for his for his conduct detrimental to the nba in the entire maverick series marcus morris has been suspended for two games <laughs> i hope that's what the news thing says all right coming up more on this game more on the mavericks going forward a cool stat uh, that just came from ESPN Stats and Info. We want to talk about about Luca and just talk about the future of this team. We'll talk about all that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. Stat from ESPN from Elias. Luka Doncic is the fifth different player in NBA history to average at least 30 points, eight rebounds, and eight assists per game in a playoff series. Joining, let's do, let's play a game. Name the other five players that averaged the first their first playoff series. Uh. Just or just a, any playoff just series. Just in a playoff series. This is so. There's four. Some of them are obvious. Uh, LeBron, MJ, Wilt. LeBron, Michael Jordan are both two of them. Think about you know eight rebounds, eight assists, thirty points. Uh, so you got two of them. There's two more. In a series. In a series, triple doubles. Uh, I mean, I guess Westbrook. Westbrook is one of them, and the original triple double. Oh, the big O. The big O. That's a that's a list right there. The Russell Westbrook name is is weird though, but uh, not really. I mean, he he's a stat compiler. He is. I I, I don't know. I'm starting to. Well, anyway, that's all. That, I think he's kind of getting too crapped on now for his career. I mean, but. if we're gonna crap on Paul George for losing the in the first round of every single playoff series with the Thunder, I mean, we have to crap on Russell Westbrook as well. Yeah. Those two guys couldn't win a first round series. Yeah, true. Well, true, but I mean, I think Westbrook's done more in his career than Paul George. But I got, that's just off true. The top yeah, of yeah. Head. I mean, we're crapping on him in a different way, but yeah, <laughs> for sure. Anyway, I just thought that that was an interesting stat. So, uh, all right. In, in Game Six, the players that just didn't show up, and really the Mavericks could have used them. Tim Hardaway Jr. four of fifteen, ten points, two of eleven from three, and I think all those threes were open. <laughs> I think yeah. every single one of those 11 were open. He just was missing shots left and right. He was a minus 35 in this game. He played 32 minutes. We we've you know we were skeptical about Tim Hardaway Jr. coming into the season. He has been absolutely incredible, and I hope that this last game where he just didn't shoot the ball well, I hope that's not what people remember because in this series, he averaged like 20 points a game. He really picked up the slack when Luka and KP were not able to play for foul reasons, tech reasons, ejection reasons, injury reasons, all that. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. should be, I mean, commended for all the work that he did in this series, but he ended on the probably the worst note he did this whole series. Yeah, I hated that for him because – you know, he averaged just um, just under 20 a game in the series, shot right at 40% from three on the series. I think effective field goal percentage is like over 50%. Um, he really, I mean, he played his part. Like, that, that's the thing. I mean, even when you look at, you know, you tweeted, um, what, what was the exact wording on the three things that the Mavericks need as far as... Yeah, the Mavericks this summer, they need three things. They need wing defenders, they need a shot, a secondary ball handler creator, and they need an enforcer. Hopefully, some players can be multiple things. Like, they can fit multiple things in those categories. So, but that's what we're going to talk about this week. Yeah, so... But, uh, like, I look at Tim, and even from a bird's eye view of the season, like, man, he had an incredible season. Way better season than I thought he would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, than a lot, most everybody... Thought he would in Dallas, and finally, it, it feels like he found like his spot and a role in a team. But when you look at well, the things he, that Mavericks, he finally need, played with good players. <laughs> yes, he finally played for a good coach. But well, when you look at, Bud. yeah, that's true, that's true. But when you look at 
you know the the those three guys around Luca, you almost look at those guys and man, man, that's a great like baseline for them. But can we have a, a more cre- a, a better ball creating Tim Hardaway? Can we have a better shooting Dorian Finney-Smith? Can we have a more bruiser enforcer Maxi Kleba? Like that's the type of things where you love those guys and we love them as these secondary pieces, but. At some point, you have to upgrade one of these spots. And it's going to be a difficult spot for Mavs fans to be in because so many of us have grown to love a lot of these guys. And the moment Dallas goes out and packages two or three of these guys or whatever it is, and they replace one or two of them in the rotation, it's it's going to be hard for some people to say, dang, well, what about Tim? Like, we just gave up Tim for blah, blah, blah. Or Maxie, it feels like we kind of, like, grew up with Maxie in the league, and now Maxie's on the magic or whatever it is. No. It's going to make – no, but it's, like, weird. to. It's going to be weird for us. But all, all praise to Tim, but that that is going to be a spot that I think Dallas looks at this offseason and says, hey, do we upgrade that spot or do we up, upgrade another spot? And, but anyway, we'll talk more about that. Later. For sure, for sure. And other players that just, man, didn't give the Mavericks what they needed. Trey Burke, six points, two of ten from the field. Uh, missed both the threes that he took. He had nine rebounds oh, Nothing against Trey Burke, bro. Bro, you did so much for the bubble. <laughs> I'm not even – I don't care if you – whatever you did in this game. You played 35 minutes and you just got here. But All, the Mavericks yeah. were not going to win this game if Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, and Seth Curry – what did you say they, they finished with – uh, 23 combined 23 points. combined points. You're just not going to win games if all, no. all three of those players, the way the Mavericks unless, were built. Unless Justin Jackson drops like 30. <laughs> the almighty floater was not working for him in, the, in this game towards the end. Um, so that just wasn't – so he, he just didn't show up in a way that the Mavericks needed him. He became you know a necessity for the Mavericks, which is yeah. either saying something about the way the Mavericks were roster-wise with injuries and everything or said something about the way Trey Burke played. But, yeah, he you know didn't score enough. Seth Curry, seven points, three of seven from the field. This is He hit one three in the last three games of the series. Just one. You, you wow. need, he has to be better than that. In this, he ended up being a plus two because he was coming off the bench in 28 minutes. But uh, yeah, have to have yeah. Seth Curry has to be better in, in this series for them to win a game like that. Yeah, for sure. And they just didn't have that. I mean, Dorian was the second leading scorer on the team tonight with 16. And yeah, you're not going to win many games with that. Yeah, and I only think we talked about Luca's like complete stat line tonight. Um, you might have mentioned earlier. Yeah, we did. But, I mean, 38 nine nine was uh, just crazy for him. But I mean, it's like. Yeah, I don't want to say like you expected this game, but you kind of did a little bit. That you just look across it. I mean, Trey Burke. I'm not. I don't. I'm not gonna say anything negative about no. this dude because this dude just like killed it in his short time here. And I thought Bobon gave him incredible minutes. But yeah, it it's wild when you look at this team and then you look think about the players that are not there that would have been playing like Dwight Powell and Jalen Brunson, obviously KP. But both of those guys would have been in this rotation and logging decent minutes. Yeah. So it's like, how many of these players would not even would, wouldn't have been playing at all? I mean, Michael K. Gilchrist, obviously. I mean, he only played six minutes in this game. Here's but. a question: If Jalen Brunson was healthy, does Trey Burke even play? Does we, does he even get signed? Yeah, we may not have even discovered Trey Burke. So I, say what you want about that situation, but Dwight Powell definitely they were they were missing him, especially with KP down. I mean, that's one of your big men. Now all of a sudden the Mavericks only have Boban and and Maxi and that's it. <laughs> you just can't win yeah. with, you know, those are your only two big men. You're not this team is not the Rockets. 
No, they're not. And, you know, they only hit 11 threes in this game, 11 of 37 from three Yeah, at 29%. And only 10 free yeah. throws. I mean, they missed seven of them, yeah. but even 17 free throws was not going to be enough to beat this Clippers team. No, not at all. And, I mean, when you got down late into the fourth, you know, they they cut it to six in the second yeah. half. They were down by 23, and you're like, holy crap, are they going to do this again? And then Kawhi took over, and it, it was just one of those moments where you just shake your head. It felt like Kawhi scored like five times in a row. <laughs> And I was kind of wondering why we wasn't, you know, sending two people at him after he'd hit, you know, a couple in a row. Kind of what they start, they started doing to Luca a few games ago. You know that I I don't understand it when players get it going and players are killing it. Why team? Why coaches don't go to the you know trap at the top? They keep try to get the ball in players' hands more often. And you saw that was one of the adjustments Doc made in this series. Is yeah. he started bringing Zubac up and they started trapping Luca off these high picking you know these picks at the top. And it's like it forced the ball out of their hands. And Luca's a smart passer, but you're still getting it out of his hands. And it's the reason why Dorian had four assists in this game, right? Because Zu was stepping up yeah. and Dorian was able to do, you know pump fake and drive and dish off to whoever was you know, cutting or, you know, spotting up to shoot. Kawhi in this game, I mean, we both think he's yeah. the best player in the NBA. 40 minutes, 33 points, uh, 14 rebounds, 7 assists, 5 steals. <laughs> God. Like, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's a, that's an incredible stat line for him to have. Uh, the 7 assists was massive, Mid-range, When When you have a guy like that, it's so funny because the mid-range gets – everybody has their perception of mid-range, and it's become this, like, anti-analytic thing and all this different stuff. It's just because what? when people shoot it, you know, if they shoot 40 or 30, you know, 5% from th- from mid-range, that's not good enough, right? Like, that's just statistically yeah. much rather, you know, try to get a better shot somewhere else. Those are just not good shots. But Kawhi is, like, a 60%, you know, percent, 50% mid-range shooter. That becomes – that all of, all of a sudden becomes a weapon. So – you know, develop that part of your game and shoot them if you're good at them, but most players aren't. Like, most players don't have that ability because they're not strong enough, they're not big enough, they're not quick enough. And Kawhi is all three of those things. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, I, I said that because a lot of people, a lot of fans try to equate that as the same of like, oh, mid-range, blah, blah, blah. And But for Kawhi, man, I mean, he just, when he took over there in the fourth, you're like, hey, this is the best player in the game. I mean, we've said that, you know, for a bit now, so... And there's nothing you can do about it unless you're going to double team him or triple team him, whatever. Dorian, Maxi, whoever it was, and Tim Hardaway, sorry, you're just not going to cut against Kawhi. And even if you're doubling Kawhi, all of a sudden he can just throw an outlet pass to Paul George, right? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Reggie Jackson had 14 points in this game. No, I know. Four threes. That was I mean, not ideal. I can, die by, I can die by Kawhi, but dying by Reggie Jackson is a slow death. Yeah, Shaman had three threes as well. Uh, Zubac had 15 points and 11 boards, so he was back to you know what he did to the Mavs in the bubble. That was a series. I mean, we can we'll talk more about this series going forward, but the future is bright, man. The goat him- so much to learn from this series. The goat himself said it, Dirk Nowitzki. He said it. You know, the future is bright. Lot to look forward to. That's exactly what the Mavs should be doing. And uh, yeah, s- series is over. Mavs season is over. We'll have Mavs Academy Awards coming up in a couple weeks. We'll have. You know breakdowns of what the Mavs should do. Uh, so many people have been asking me all all playoffs. What who should the Mavs add in free agency? Who should the Mavs get in a trade? And I've been just saving it all up because I know you guys are all interested in it. But we're saving it all up for this week, and we'll do some more next week as well, talking about free agent targets, trade targets, all that stuff. So if you've been asking all those questions, we'll do some mailbags and things like that. So 
guys, we appreciate you jumping on us, jumping with us through the, the whole playoffs. Like, thanks for jumping on yeah. the podcast with us, uh, listening. And we'll keep going. Like, if you if you're a new new listener that you jumped on in the playoffs, which I mean, a ton of y'all have been listening over these past uh, what six eight weeks. It's been crazy. But if you're new, off season doesn't mean anything to us. And if you've been nope. listening for the past three years. Uh, you know that we uh, we 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 low key love the off season because <laughs> then we can come up with all these different ideas and fun things and trades and all this different stuff. So yeah, hang on, we'll be here and the draft will be here before we know it. I know. Well, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see what it actually is. We don't all even right. know when the draft's going to be. Uh, but yeah, subscribe to this podcast if you're not already. Make us part of your day. Make us part of your commute if you do it. And uh, we appreciate all the people that we talk to every single day going to work. Shout out to you. Have a great day at work today, everybody. Go out there. Do something different. Even if you're at home, do something different today. Make an impression. Make a new friend today. Do the Jimmy V thing where you you have you spend some time in thought, you laugh, and you cry. That, that's a full day right there. Do, do one of those three things at least before work is done today. Guys, we appreciate you jumping in with us. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>